0: We'll gentlemen welcome once again to borderline offensive episode unknown (laughs) in a good way they're all just kind of blending together you know what I mean all right we got a very special episode for you today super pumped up to have today's guest on the show If you're local to Indy, you might be familiar with her, or at least the show that she's on. And if you're familiar with the show, I'm sure you're familiar with her. She's a co-host of the Smiley Morning Show radio show on WZPL, Monday through Friday. I believe it's 5 a.m. till 10 a.m. They're really trying to squeeze a lot out of these uh, talk shows these days, aren't they? Uh, so once again, ladies and gentlemen, welcome. Uh, we're going to have Nikki Reed on the show here in just a few moments, but I'd like to thank everyone for joining us and and uh, listening. Again, if, if you'd like to be part of the show, uh, whether it's just hanging out for a few minutes or even the world famous granny games, which will be Coming back uh, to the air soon, probably in the next few weeks or so. So we'll be posting the granny games contestant sign up link. (laughs) That's just a fancy way of saying I'm going to post on Facebook. And if you want to have, if you want to be considered, please let me know. (laughs) All right. Well, without any further ado, like I said, I'm super excited to have today's guest on the show. I'm not sure if she's raising my bar or if I'm lowering her bar uh, personally and professionally. She's a co-host of the Smiley Morning Show, Monday through Friday, 5 a.m. to 10 a.m. Please welcome to Borderline Offensive, Nikki Reed.
1: Hello. Hi, how's it going?
0: Welcome. Welcome, Nikki. And I can't thank you enough for taking time out of, I'm sure, your busy day in life. Uh, We'll get to that. (laughs) here pretty quick. I know you got a lot going on. So I really appreciate you taking some time to spend with me and and the audience here today. Mm
1: This is easy for me. It's all good.
0: I am going to jump way ahead and say that as a fairly, you know, I call myself a loyal listener. Uh I can't always listen as much as I would would like to, but I was very relieved and had every bit of confidence that when when, uh, Dave kind of teased something earlier was it yesterday about your wedding i thought uh-huh. no i know where this is gonna go i this isn't as bad as it sounds so yeah so i'm, I'm glad we'll get to all that though if it's okay certainly yeah, for to sure. talk about all that stuff so for for my my listeners uh who are not here in the the Indianapolis or state of Indiana. Uh, we've got some. I've got some family and friends and others back on the East Coast who may be listening. So uh, why don't you, if if you don't mind, kind of introduce yourself uh, to Super. to everyone.
1: Well, my name is Nikki. Uh, I am originally from Michigan, and I ended up in Indianapolis by way of college. Um, and let's see. I've been doing radio since college. I went to college originally. The theater, but then changed my mind pretty quickly and got into radio, and uh, have been doing radio. Let's see, since probably about 2005, I'd say, and uh, been lucky enough to stay roughly in near or, the Indianapolis area or Indianapolis, and have worked at ZPL for about almost 10 years this February. So.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of great. And yeah. a good run. Yeah. So so I I moved here in 2005 uh from from Pennsylvania. Uh uh oh, nice. fan of of radio talk, you know, all talk shows more than just music and I've got a question for you later relating to that. You might get that question every once in a while like do you actually love music? Me- do you like music? Do you love music? Like I don't think that people like yourself are drawn to be, you know, on the radio because you necessarily love music per se. You know, it's the entertainment aspect. I don't know. Do you do you get that question? You know, do you? You know,
1: it? I, I think people expect me to know more about yep. music than I do. Yeah. And the worst part, like especially right now, you know, because of COVID, we have not been in studio since March mm-hmm. of twenty nineteen, or I guess twenty twenty. But um, so it's been a really long time since we've been in studio, and even when we were in studio. Typically, whenever we're playing a song, we have the volume of that down in the studio and we're doing other things. So, I already was kind of rarely hearing the songs that we actually play. And then now, because I'm not in the studio and I'm just doing it from home or wherever... um, we, I don't hear any of the songs. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, like a lot of the stuff we're playing yeah. and people will be like, Oh, I love that new song. And I'm like, ah. or like, who sings that? I'm like, I don't know.
0: Yeah. yeah. So you, I you, should, you, you touched on that. And I think I heard that some time ago as well, that, that, uh, you're from Michigan. What, what look, what part of Michigan, you know, I always envision the glove. Hand there. You yes. know you got Detroit over here. So upper I am
1: um if you have your hand out, <laughs> I am on the non thumb part of the palm. So on the west side, yep. right between Holland and Grand Rapids. Yep. It is a little town called Hudsonville, Michigan, which if you are ever in like a mire or something and you see Hudsonville ice cream, that's where it's from, and I'm telling you it is the best ice cream you'll ever have. Oh, just have to trust try me it. on this one.
0: And they yeah. sell that they sell it here in our local grocery stores yeah okay uh-huh. all right i'm making a note of that and uh i'm not much of an <laughs> ice cream eater but uh well you know once in a while we'll dabble uh so i will definitely have to try it where was i, I went to mackinaw i had a conference on mackinaw island straight. and yes. where did i fly into Tra- traverse traverse city traverse
1: city yeah, yeah probably
0: and i think literally uh, uh as I was landing, I saw all these cars and people on the ground, you know, get out and they came out and no, I'm just kidding. It's just really a small airport. (laughs) You know, the, the the guy that kind of checked us in or out, they took care of the luggage and he also did the car rental. And
1: (laughs) it's a pretty (laughs) cool town though. They have a really awesome comedy festival every year and they've got uh, the, the sidewalks in Traverse city are heated so that all winter long, you know, you can go and, like, go all about the town and do mm-hmm. fun stuff, and you don't
0: have to worry about snow. It's great. Okay, yeah. I don't think I'm We. – I'm not sure where the airport is in relation to the actual city or town. I don't know if I – I kind of went straight from there to the ferry, I guess. you know. Fair, um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I didn't get to see a whole lot of it, but beautiful, beautiful up there. I told my That's wife, cool. which I, I haven't been able to take her yet, but it reminds me uh, of uh, – was it Dirty Dancing? You know, it were kind of yes. when you get over on the island and kind of just the whole setup, the feel. I said you would love it. It's just like the Dirty Dancing areas, minus the cabins, it's, I guess. But
1: yeah, horses. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's great, great. And I'm familiar with the University of Indianapolis. Uh, so you found you made your way down here, and that, that was one of the questions I had for you. So you majored in theater, yes, for the performing arts which mm-hmm. certainly relates to being on the radio, I'm sure. But so how did that get like, what were, what were your, what were your plans, you know, goals for, for that? Did, when did you realize, yeah. Oh, okay. I kind of like, uh, I, I could see myself being on, on air for a radio station.
1: So I, uh, was from this small town in Michigan and we had, you know, a very small, like one play a year type theater situation in my high school. And I had, done a couple drama camps and I was to say the least big fish in a small pond, but probably a medium fish in a small (laughs) pond. And so I was just convinced that I was like so good at acting and like I was going to be on Broadway. That was my whole thing. And um, so I ended up getting a theater scholarship to the University of Indianapolis, which again was like my big head. I was like, this is it. I'm the best. (laughs) And then it turns out. U-Indy is so good about mm-hmm. giving out scholarships. Like most students there are on something,
0: yep. and so
1: almost everyone in the theater department was on a scholarship. So it's not like based on talent. <laughs> <And> so <laughs> I um I got to theater at UIndy and quickly realized I like I had no idea what I was doing. I was so far out of my element. I couldn't really sing. I could medium kind of act ish. But it was, um, one of the things I'm super grateful for that this university does is, especially in their theater department, they they don't ever want to send people out into the world with an um, unrealistic view of how it works. Mm-hmm. So they have this, your sophomore year, it's called Sophomore Seminar, and it's a class where they basically sit you down and they, they say to you, what do you want to do in the theater world? And you go, "You know, I want to be the lead in the plays. And then they'll go like, we're well, not really that good at acting. <laughs> so... <laughs> Why don't you go and learn how to be a lighting designer? Or maybe you could be a, you know, stage manager. And they, they put you on a more realistic track uh-huh. and give you the best opportunity to succeed. But so, as a result, I learned that, you know, that really wasn't the path that I should be on.
0: So they kind of... they kind of take a Simon Cowlish approach, it sounds like, but not quite as rude and mean, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. It is <laughs> yes. And it's all for the betterment of their students. That's right. You know, they're sending exactly. every kid out who thinks that they're going to be a lead in, you know, movies. Right. It's just, it, you're do, not doing your students a good service. And so yep. learning these things, I was like, okay, that's fair. I'm not that great. So how about I go into TV news and like, I'm going to be a TV news anchor. So I switched over to the communication department. It's going to be TV news. And then I would get notes like, you know you can't change your hair color every 20 minutes if you're going to be in TV news because you'll have a stylist and they'll tell you what color your hair has to be in. You know you can't pop off at the mouth like you do if you're going to be in TV news. You have to be more rigid and more, you know. And so I used to get in trouble a lot by, you know, professors who I have a great relationship with, but they would be like, cut it out. And so there was just one day where I was messing around and I got told, that they were just gonna put me in radio and i was like yeah okay and then i got into radio at u india i'm like this is awesome. this yep. is it has a performance aspect yep. but i get to totally be myself and that was the one thing i knew how to do was be me so it worked out
0: well and here we are right mm-hmm, exactly. and, and we're all the better off so we're, we're all thankful and grateful that that <laughs> <laughs> that path changed no, yes that's exactly yeah, it's kind of interesting too i had a question Uh, for you a little bit later in my, my list of questions, but while we're kind of talking about that, I always thought it was interesting. I've been a fan. I've been a fan of radio for a long time. Yes, I've listened to Howard, you know, there's these Mm -hmm. large, big radio shows, uh, but I was, I was also a fan of local radio back in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. We had a guy, you know, that was there for a number of years. You know, you just get to know him. You grow up with him and fan there. But, you know, I was thinking about this. It's interesting with social media, like, Back in the 80s, I don't want to date myself too much, but let's just say 80s when I was growing uh-huh. <laughs> up, we didn't have social media. You, you know, the, right. the, the on-air talent, if you will, uh, would, they would do appearances once in a while, right? So that was really the only time you got to see someone. Mm-hmm. Uh, nowadays, you know, you've got social media and there's pictures everywhere. So do you get recognized and awful? I guess that's my question. You know, I could walk past this guy you know, 25, 30 years ago, and I don't hear, as, hear his voice, so I don't know it's him, right? But mm-hmm. how often do you get stopped out in public? I mean, your, your, your listeners and your fans, whether – more from social media or from radio or for both. I mean, they know who you are. Uh, you mentioned your hair color. That kind of <laughs> helps as well. You've got a great style. But uh, uh, yeah, I mean, you got to be stopped every day. No matter where uh, you well, are.
1: you know, and well, especially with COVID, I've been really, you can mm-hmm. really fly under the radar, which is great for the days that you don't shower because <laughs> that's always when people, Like, you know, it doesn't happen a ton. And yeah. if I am dressed up and I look nice, nobody knows who I am. But if I look like an absolute dumpster fire, it will, like, without fail, I'll be in a Target or something, and someone's like, I know who you are, you know, and I'm like, awesome! But realistically, it's because most photos that we take in the morning of ourselves, we look like dumpster fire, so it works. And that's how they associate me. They're like, oh, she showered, I don't know who she is. And so, that. but, like, you know what's crazy is, more often than not, it's People will go like, I feel like I know you from somewhere, mm-hmm. and I may I only made that mistake one time where somebody said I I think I know you from somewhere you're super familiar. So I said, Oh, well, I do a radio show, and they go, No, that's not it. <laughs> and I'm so embarrassed that I re I won't ever do that again. So sometimes oh. people are like you look familiar. I'm like, I don't know, man. Maybe we've been at the same party. I don't know because that was humiliating.
0: <laughs> oh, that's that's funny. That's funny. Oh mm-hmm. well, so yeah. Uh, I mean, we, we talked a lot about where where you're from. I mean, is there a big is there a big difference between let's just call it Michigan, not specifically, you know, from town to town. Indiana, it's different. So, is it very different here in Indiana versus versus Michigan where you grew up or your experiences I would say there? It's
1: a different type of person for sure. I mean, when you like, I when I come home to my parents' town and I go to the Meyer there, I mm-hmm. I know I'm in Michigan. You know, it's like how yeah. people dress. The accents are so different now. And, and like so it's I, I always felt like Indy itself was just a slightly faster paced group mm-hmm. of people. So like mm-hmm. Michigan people tend to be a lot more like sturdy and get their hands dirty and snowmobiles and wood chopping and like that. And then Indiana people tend to be a little bit more <laughs> indoors, or like we played basketball, if that makes
0: sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) And it's kind of interesting. You're being you're being modest and humble. I know. Uh, I'm sure you're a big fish and in whatever pond you're in. Uh, So you know, when you go home, I'm guessing that that you probably get recognized as much or even more, even though you know, you're 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 broadcasting here in Indy, but you're probably, you know, a, certainly a star in your hometown and and people recognize you when you're when you're home and out shopping uh, just no differently than you're here.
1: No, it's really only if I went to high school with them. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's okay. funny, you know, like we I think radio just doesn't really register mm-hmm. from place to place a lot of times and so it's usually if I see some, it's just of like, oh, hey, I remember having class with you or whatever. But I did have, there was one day on our show where we decided, because most hometowns have, like, lists of famous people that are from there. So one day on the show, we decided we were all going to try and put ourselves, whether it was our high school's Wikipedia page or something, see if we could get ourselves on <laughs> our pages. And um, because the only things from my time, it was like there was like a couple of guys who played in the NFL for like a year or something yeah, like yeah. that. Was mostly what it is. And so I tried to submit myself, and they were like, "No."
0: Oh, that is. <laughs> so, I am here to say. not that big. <laughs> I, I am going to lead the charge and petition to get you on your hometown or your school's <laughs> <laughs> page. Is it the town page? Yeah.
1: I, I want to say, I'm trying to remember, it might have been my high school page that we were yeah. trying to do it. So I don't, I quit, can't remember. Yeah. God, it was so funny. We were all like, every one of us got denied. It
0: was so sad. <laughs> oh, geez. That's, that's just not mm-hmm. right. Oh, that's, that's, that's funny though. That's funny. Yeah. So yeah. And by the way, I mean, I, I certainly wanted to have the focus on you, which is what this this podcast and this show's about, but yeah, I guess I will kind of drop a little plug here, if you don't mind. Uh, hey, no matter where you are, you can download the WZPL app, right? And you can yes. listen to the Smiling Morning Show. Doesn't matter if you're in Michigan or the East Coast or here in town. I actually, you know, I've had a job where I work from home uh, for years. Anyway, I travel, mm-hmm. but I work from home. And I remember calling a couple times and teasing or live because I'm headed somewhere. And you guys are like, hey, you don't know who I am, but you're like, hey, what you can't download the app, you can take us with you. So I <laughs> yeah. remember a couple years ago, I think it was, I did that. And and I actually listen from home on the app now. Uh,
1: That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, you can totally if you look up you know, WZPL. And then also, we have our Smiley Morning Show one as well that is not live. But you can oh, we just take all of our best bits yep. from the day and put it up there. So if you're like, hey, I'm on whatever time you know time zone and I can't listen or yeah. whatever, you could just pop in a podcast anytime you want. Yeah, so yeah, it works I, use, out.
0: I think I use Spotify or something. I can't, I don't know, but I know it's out oh, there. Several too. different platforms, right? That mm-hmm. where you can just go ahead and choose. Yeah, great. Very, very entertaining. You guys are, <laughs> you guys are are great. You work well together. I mean, you can't Thank you here. can't really force something like that. The dynamic and even though I think what you're stuck with Will now and it is. his uh you guys are broadcasting from his <laughs> his place. so I, is it is it nice to, to to at least go somewhere now though instead of kind of yes. doing that yeah
1: i would not i mean I, like i joke about not showering but i was like it was <laughs> getting bad so, because you know we wake up as early as we do and it's like the bare minimum you can do is like brush your teeth and brush your hair you know like and we know each other so well we're like brothers and sisters so it's I don't they don't anticipate, uh, you know, me to look nice or anything. But I would get up and I was like I wouldn't even brush my teeth because I was like, well, I'm just going to go downstairs and make coffee. And if I brush my teeth, I have to wait for the toothpaste to get up. So I would like just not brush my teeth, not shower. And I would have to like it would be like two in the afternoon. I'm like, oh, my God, yep. I'm disgusting. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's nice to get up and go somewhere. And I
0: thought about that, too. I know it depends on the person's schedule or what they have going on, but you would have you would have well, let's call it performers, celebrities, whoever that are in town, come into the show with some frequency, right? You know, live Mm -hmm. on the air. I mean, is that like at least once a week or a couple times a week or just kind of depending?
1: It was kind of depending. And we, over time, you know, the the morning show got in a good way, got picky about who Mm -hmm. we had come in simply because, you know, the question we always ask ourselves is like, yeah, we could have this random comedian in, but... Would this serve our listeners? What is the benefit other than to plug their show? And so we we started to become much more careful about that. And so it was like, you know, if somebody was somebody we all knew like we could have a great interview with or would play along with our bits and have fun Mm -hmm, with us, mm -hmm. then we would have them in. So maybe like four to five times a month we'd have somebody
0: in yeah because i was wondering how if you've missed that at all as well you know obviously the the entire group not being together but through zoom and if you also mm-hmm. kind of miss that aspect of hey you know hey, this week we've got this person in or got that person oh i'm a fan of theirs and and of course everything that you guys do for the community uh, i don't want that to go unspoken either i was just kind of thinking about that because uh, I'm going to mess it up. I, I can't remember the, tw- the Christmas, the tree. Oh, the 12 trees 12 of Christmas. 12 trees yes. of Christmas. Yeah. I mm-hmm. mean, and that's just, that's just one example. Uh, you know, so much that you guys do. And, and I've actually watched some of those videos because I think you video. Do they take videos mm-hmm. usually? And yeah. uh, I'm not going to, I'm not going to let Will or Smiley off the hook either. I mean, everyone, I, you can see get getting emotional as I know. Mm-hmm. You can't watch those videos without, getting emotional with those stories and just such, you know, such great contributions and doing such great things. I'm sure, you know, even a special, I mean, are you guys, did you say you are doing that this year or not? So we're
1: doing kind of altered versions of everything and we are still trying to hammer out details because our company rightfully so is being incredibly cautious when it comes to what they feel is, Mm -hmm. uh, necessary when putting their employees at risk. So, um, Right now we're trying to figure out the 12 Trees of Christmas and we always do the Make-A-Wish request-a-thon for Make-A-Wish kids mm-hmm. and what that would look like and, you know, we're probably not allowed to be in the same room or the same car and so we're just trying to figure out a way to make it work because we still want to be able to do this, to do, bring good to the world, especially feel like this year more than ever is when people need these things. And so we are just trying to work around what our company will allow us to do to yeah. figure it out.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, anyone that listens to the show, um, you know, they know all the wonderful things And I'm not even, I'm not even counting. Uh, what is it? The smiley prom and, and all these mm-hmm. other, <laughs> other great events. Stuff. I mean, just, just uh, sometimes, you know, sometimes it, it, people just don't actually give it the recognition uh, that, that those things deserve. Cause you know, it, it gets community involvement, right? So even if it's not mm-hmm. a make a wish or the, the 12 trees, but you know, just events that are positive and bring people out from the community together. I've never gone, but I've seen lots of pictures oh. and just, just fun, fun events. I think you'll RG- have
1: to go someday. It is definitely take your wife and you have yeah. lots, so much fun.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I thought about it once. She's a little shy, but uh, uh, as we've become, new empty nesters here i think she's willing to kind of branch out and <laughs> explore yeah yeah i think so so i might be able to talk her into it i think <laughs> i think you guys just talked was it this morning i was listening someone called in who didn't go to their prom i think she had mm-hmm. kids really young or something like yeah. that yeah yeah she
1: had like three kids by yes, 21 yes
0: yes yes so you guys kind of talked about that and, and Mm -hmm. it reminded me, you know, I was like, Oh yeah, that's right. I wonder if they're going to have that anytime soon. We don't know. Yeah. We'd love
1: to. Yeah.
0: so Yeah. So maybe I'll see her and her husband (laughs) the next, the next Smiley prom, but uh, no, no, it's all great. It's, it's great stuff. So, you know, I'm certainly a fan of yours. I mean, before we get into this next, and, and, and probably the, one of the main reasons I wanted to reach out to you and see if you'd, join me for a few minutes. Before we get into that, I mean, you guys are just super talented. Like, uh, I mean, Will uh, has, does he have, uh, he has more of a comedy background, right? The comedy improv background. And I think Mm -hmm. Tony has been in radio for a number of years. You, You talked about yours, your, your experiences and you had, did you, did you do afternoons before you went to the Smart.
1: Yeah, so I actually I've been an intern at VPL when I was in college, and then I I interned for afternoons when Kelly McKay used to do the show. She was like a, she was there for a very long time, yep. and then I got the job. I did that for four years, and then they moved me to mornings.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep. So I, I kind of was laughing too, thinking about because the secret for the or that I'll share with the audience is uh, I I actually sent nikki a list of things i wanted to talk about i know i know <laughs> i've just completely ruined it look my dogs are barking they're upset uh, but nonetheless i was kind of laughing see they're really upset sorry about they're like that. How dare two you golden are. doodles yeah they, they, they oh they, they they they're air hogs they always want to try to get on the air i
1: know the feeling i had to take off Marbles' collar usually this will jingle the entire time like follow me around <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, yeah. Uh, so, so, you know, I know, or I believe, you know, I have an appreciation, I, I have to be prepared, you know, my, I'm, you know, I have have organization organizational skills, time management skills for my job, what I do, you know, a lot of people do, it's, it's not unique. But, mm-hmm. but I wonder, do you feel or do, do you get a sense that people think, that radio is just, oh man. And you are, you know, look, you have, you, you get to spend the morning with some of your best friends for a few hours and an expanded list of your best friends being yeah. tens of thousands or hundreds of their millions, whatever of fans here. But there's a lot that goes into it, you know, the preparation, mm-hmm. right? And that's where I was going when I mentioned my little list of like five, five bullet points. But you know, people, <laughs> I don't think people understand, what goes into show preparation and everything, whether it's Nikki's quickies, there you go. Right here, a little plug for Nikki's quickies and everything Mm -hmm. out. Can you talk a little bit before we move on, you know, just kind of about what what's involved in, in delivering a show, you know, for four or five hours, like you guys do every day.
1: I mean, it definitely, it takes all of us and we are, the way we see it is it never stops. So Mm -hmm. The second the show is done, we all kind of spend our day gathering ideas, you know, sending stuff to each other, run a group chat. And so it was like, hey, I saw this, you know, this lady from Greenville did this, this, and this. Okay, Tony, can you see if you can get her on the show? Blah, blah, blah. Hey, does anyone have an idea for tomorrow? Oh, hey, this happened in my life. Can we? And so we're constantly, we call it show prepping. We're constantly prepping. And then, you know, the stuff that we put together. Um, you know, like that, that, that I have this little two-minute thing that airs, the, the, you know, we call it our water cooler. because It's like stuff you will go and talk about at the water cooler if those existed anymore. And, uh, I mean, that takes me about 45 minutes to put together those two minutes of radio because of finding the stories, getting the stories laid out, then finding all the clips and getting it all put right. together and built. And when Will writes a song, it takes about an hour for him to put that together. And he's very quick, and an hour is quick. You know, for those kind of things, and mm-hmm. so it's it's definitely a constant yep. machine rolling off air, and that's you know, like when people are always like, oh, you don't know the songs we played. It's like, well, the <laughs> second this, we're off the air, we're working. Yeah. You know, like we're yeah. all constantly, you know, in motion, me- you know, messaging with listeners, trying to get everything done. Hey, can you answer that phone call? Hey, let's set this up. Blah blah. blah. Mm-hmm. And it, I mean, it's a, a well-oiled machine yeah. for sure. Yeah,
0: yeah. So just wanted to talk briefly about that because i you know had a sense of you know, not the inner workings, but uh, certainly a sense of, of what goes into to prepping those, even just one hour. You know, I'd like to see oh, yeah. someone prep for even just one hour, let alone a full mor- a full morning show.
1: I and mean, we do five hours, and that's yeah. long for morning shows. More Typically, yep. they're about four. Well,
0: that's five, what I was going to say. Has it always been five? Did it start mm-hmm. earlier than I thought? I, for some reason, I, I didn't catch that. But uh, yeah. I realized a few months back maybe longer maybe a year ago i was like wait he's on this early in the morning I, yep <laughs> and, I, and i think i you guys talked or, or dave talked uh, last week sometime he brought up uh the fact that they kind of take different segments of the show and play it later in the day he, he's mm-hmm. not saying they're cherry picking off of his show if it's helping the team right but but that they're kind of taking segments of the show and, and replaying them you know for oh yeah for yeah later. So we,
1: we've got kind of like a, a- a system that we know. So India is a city, you want to base it off of how long people's commutes are Mm -hmm. and how long they listen. And so we know India typically has about a 20-25 minute commute on average. And so if you listen every day from 7.30 to 8, you're never going to hear anything we do in the 9 o'clock hour or anything we do in the 6 o'clock hour. So what we'll do is we'll take, if there was a really good part of the show, we did at 9:45. We're yep. going to shuffle that around. So yep. hopefully that everyone can hear the best stuff that we do.
0: That's right. He, I think he actually touched on that. And, uh, recently and mentioned even, I think about the 25 minute, you know, commute time mm-hmm. and said, that's why you hear some of the same songs multiple times because oh, yes. they realize, okay, we're playing it every 35 minute, whatever. These people weren't listening 35 minutes ago, you know, he was explaining mm. why you hear those. So that was interesting as well. I
1: thought, yeah. there's a
0: probably-
1: Hello.
0: Oh my gosh. I am so, so embarrassed yet my friends, <laughs> my, I, I'm going to tell my friends about that. I'm not going to hide it. Like it's just totally seriously, fine. don't stress about it. Oh my gosh. Literally. And I knew that too. Like I got this, it wasn't a very cheap anyway, separate thing. <laughs> I, I knew that that someday was going to play an issue, play a role. Even though the battery life said that I had like 75 percent. So anyway, they must use like an Apple uh, battery or something that just goes bad. We have all idea.
1: been there. I my radio <laughs> career has been. Pended on a lot of busted batteries.
0: Oh my gosh! But just literally, my heart just sank. I'm like, no, where did she go? <laughs> <laughs> I can't even. I can kind of remember where we were. You were talking. I can't remember where we left off. That I'm recording now again. No but worries. but uh, shoot, now I'm. I can't remember. We were.
1: Uh, I think we were just talking about like the songs that play over. And yes, over and, and over. there's a reason for it.
0: Yes, yes, And that commute. Okay, well. Well, before we kind of again segue over to something just wonderful that you 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 have done uh, for for another person, and we want to talk about about that, and hopefully more people will will follow suit. Uh, on a personal note, we touched on this at the very very beginning. Uh, you you've got you've had a lot going on in your life, a uh, soldier house. Um, what else is yeah. what else is going on, Big?
1: Oh, you know. Well, I just thought 2020, why not explode my entire <laughs> life? So, I um I met a guy. We got engaged. She's got three children. I moved to Brownsburg from the city. Uh, so I got that going on. You know, totally <laughs> typical right. life
0: change in eight months. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's a lot. Um, and, and uh, again, you, you announced, or Dave announced yesterday, I think it was yesterday, I lose track of time, said, hey, we've got some big news. Nikki's canceled her wedding. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, how that, and I knew, I I, I knew, uh, I, I, well, at least I had a sense that it was probably going to be something along those lines that you've had to cancel your or canceled your plans. And you guys are taking, you guys are taking a trip overseas and eloping, if you will, right?
1: Uh, Yeah, we just, it was, you know, we had only booked a venue. And my parents have been so generous and had said, like, this is the allotted money we've saved for your wedding. And I thought, Oh, that's no problem. I could throw a wedding for that. And then it didn't matter what I did. There was just no way we were going to get even in the ballpark of that. And, you know, we were like, no flowers, no dinner, cut the, you know, bar in half, uh, you know, <laughs> free DJ. We were doing everything we could think of. You know, you and know, it gets serious it so when
0: you're when you're talking about cutting the bar in half.
1: I know. Yeah. It, was just, it was just becoming I, out of control and you know, we hadn't even gotten to dresses which, and decorating and all that
0: crap. Which, which ends up actually being one of the most expensive things, right? You know, the bar, exactly. ca- the bar tab versus, okay, let's just do heavy hors d'oeuvres instead of a plated meal uh, to save, right. you know, the cash bar.
1: <laughs> we tried. And yeah. so it got to that point where it just was so out of control and we had, we're trying to build a house. Yep. So, yep. And, uh, and my house hadn't sold yet. And it was just so much. And there was a day where he was so stressed out and I had been thinking about it already. Like, I wish we would have just eloped. I feel like a joke. Mm-hmm. Like this basic B-word girl who had to have this <laughs> wedding when I don't really need it, you know? And I just kept, like, pushing it. Like, I know we have a deposit. and We might lose it, but what if we scrapped it? And we, I kept bugging him about it. Like, seriously, I think we should do it. And sure enough, he finally was like, yeah, let's do it. This would be, our lives would be so much happier. And so we decided we are gonna uh elope, but you know an elopement that people know about. we're gonna go to Greece, probably, I think that's the plan and get married there just the two of us and have like a killer trip mm-hmm. and then yep. we're gonna come back and when our house is built, then we're gonna have a housewarming mm-hmm. wedding reception at the house and just yep. do it
0: that way. It really does I mean I, I my oldest son is is married and and went through all of that and And, uh, you know, I, I won't bore you to death, but when I moved here, I DJed for a number of years, uh, you know, weddings and some corporate things. So I've kind of seen all that Mm -hmm. and I've heard people that were at the wedding, you know, the bride and groom actually kind of joking about it and and others, including, you know, my son and and his wife. It's just like, wow, look at all this money that people spend, whether you have it or not, you know what I mean? If you've got it, Uh that's fine. But why don't we just take that, like. I've heard other people say i'd rather take that money that someone's parents are going to and use that to buy a house instead of mm-hmm. spend it on one magical day i get it you know it's a very special day but makes total sense and i think more and more people are actually doing what you're doing or in some way it seems yeah. it seems that more and more people are actually doing that from what i've heard or seen but uh, I, mean,
1: I think 20, if you have 2020 and the covet stuff and everything like mm-hmm. It also, I think, put a lot of things in perspective about yeah. what I think a year ago I wouldn't. I would say that I needed a wedding, and now I'm like, you know what? I don't. I'd rather have a, an amazing house and not yeah. blow the amount of money a car would be on right. one day. <laughs> right. That's Just nuts. Exactly. To me.
0: Exactly. Well, let's let's get to the last topic, uh, most important. Um, something's cl- close and private to me is uh, personal, not private. Uh, personal to me. Um, I just, when I first heard that, uh, you were, you were preparing to, to be a living donor, uh, it just, you know, I was just like, wow, this is great. I'm glad she's talking about it. Um, I'm really glad she's, you know, sharing her story, right? It's not just an announcement and then that's it, uh, which certainly is, would, would, certainly be up to you to keep that private, you know, and not want to but bringing awareness to it is just awesome. Uh, So many of us, I'm I'm sure kind of followed along and the ups and the downs. And I I think I only saw one video that was out there. And it was you were really upset. So without me kind of getting into all that could you just kind of share, share your story with with all of us?
1: Yeah, sure. So um, it kind of, it started from the radio show and in an interview that we were going to do. Um, we had a good friend of the show, Michael Mark, who at the time was the handler for the live Butler Bulldog mascot. He does other things at the university. I always feel bad when I introduce him that way, but that's how most people know him. And so you know, we always would run into him at events and we got to pet the dog and all this great stuff. Such a great guy, and he needed a kidney. And so, we were like, we, Of course, we got to have Michael on and just make sure that you know we get the information out there. And knowing our show as well as I did, I was like, We're idiots, we're gonna screw this up and make it sound scary. And I didn't want to do that, so I started doing research just to make sure that we did a good job for him about promoting organ donation. And through my research, I just kept thinking. Mm-hmm. Where's that thing that says once you donate a kidney, everything's awful, right? Like, the thing that says you can never go on a roller coaster again or you can never have a drink again. I was waiting to find those things. And it just didn't exist. And so as time went on, you know, maybe a couple days, I just kept doing the research and I couldn't find it. And I just felt this thing where I was like, screw it. I'm going to put my name in for him. I have no idea. I know nothing. But, like, let's just see. And so I filled out the form. And I got an email back pretty quickly that they had said, you know, in a good way, so many people had offered that they were capping his list and they were going to try and, you know, explore those people first. Mm -hmm. And then if they didn't work out, they were going to come back into the pool. And so I remember being bummed out about it. Like, I was like, oh, and I thought, like, well, if you're bummed out about it, it, like, just do it. Who cares who it goes to? And so I decided to continue on with altruistic donation, which is just you just hand out an organ and whoever needs it, stranger person can just have it. And um, so I went basically through the whole process and I I decided not to say anything until I knew that it was that I could donate because the process and the testing leading up to it is very rigorous. Yeah. They are incredibly detailed because the anybody who does works in the organ transplant, you know, parts of hospitals knows, they won't take an organ from somebody that they don't believe can right. make a full recovery and live a completely healthy life afterwards. So you have to be in perfect health. Mm-hmm. And so you go through a I mean the it took months. I mean 6 months of testing and going in for urinalysis and CT scans and chest x-rays and you know mammograms and all these things that you never think of doing blood tests all the time. And so I finally got the go-ahead. They said, you know, you've been cleared. We're going to let you donate. And then I had the decision of whether or not I was going to talk about it on air. And I, the only reason I hesitated was because I didn't want people thinking I was talking about it because I wanted uh-huh. the accolade for sure. it. You know, that wasn't what was drawing me to do this. Um, but... I thought, I have an amazing platform to take away the fear. When you hear someone's giving up an organ, it sounds huge and scary and so overwhelming. And, and I wanted to be able to show somebody, I did it and went home three days later from the hospital. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. Oh, no big deal. And in a month was practically perfectly fine. Yep. So if, if I can do these things and show everybody how not scary it is, then maybe I can encourage others to donate.
0: Yeah, no, that that was that was really awesome. And in, in the video, I think, that I was referring to earlier, I, and I think you've done multiple, right? You, didn't you yeah. do multiple? And I think, didn't you have a setback? Um, yes, yeah. Up to- so I had a,
1: a YouTube channel where I basically detailed every step of the way. And, my, and it was called Nikki's Kidney Minute, so I tried to keep it under a minute because attention spans are short. And just... Here's what I'm doing, here's what's next, and here's how it happens. So, people, if they ever wondered, could just go and watch the videos, and then you would know roughly at least my mm-hmm. part, you know, my process. Um, and so, I got to the day of my surgery, I believe it was supposed to be December 19th. And um, a couple days before, I mean, I'd been doing everything I could to get ready for my surgery, which included taking a lot of time off work. So, I was not sleeping great. I was doing everything that I could, job wise. You know, so I wasn't sleeping. I was working extra, trying to get everything wrapped up and ready to go. And I was stressed, and I my immune system went down, and I got sick. Mm-hmm. And so I had to call the hospital the day, two days before my surgery, and tell them that I was sick. So they were like, the day before, just come in. I had this was long before COVID, but I had to do the brain poke. They went and poked my brain with that stick up my nose. Mm-hmm. To do my testing, and they uh, one of the doctors that I met with, Dr. Shorfudin, was just at IU uh, University Health, would just said, If we put you under, we paralyze your lungs, which is you know, when you go under anesthesia and you are sick, you could develop pneumonia mm-hmm. and it would be the worst thing. So, we're not gonna let you do it right now, and you're gonna get better, and then we're gonna do it again, and you know, every it'll be okay, and it'll be fine, and so. I lucked out that um, my mom was with me at the time, and she had just um, recently gone into remission from breast cancer. She's doing really great, but she had told me that the day that she found out she had breast cancer, she had come home, and my dad was there, and my dad you know, grabbed a bottle of tequila or whatever, and they went to go sit down, and he said, you get one day to cry get it all out now, and then you suck it up, and we fight this, and we get it handled, right? Mm-hmm. So I get told I'm gonna, you know, not going to be able to do my surgery, and I'm so disappointed, and I felt awful that you know there was this person waiting, and I couldn't keep my health together, you know? So I get in the car, and I tell my mom, I was like, I think I'm going to cry. And she said, that's fine, but you get one day to cry, mm-hmm. and then you get better, and you reschedule your surgery, and we get this done. So I got my cries out, and then it's on the video, and I'm like, <laughs> And then, yeah. and then, you know, we got it scheduled a couple of months later and yeah. uh, February 3rd, I got to do it finally.
0: And did you say, did you, did you get to meet or talk to the person who received your kidney? You know, I haven't. Okay, um, I couldn't remember. I but... knew, I know enough.
1: So I know that uh, she's a younger girl. Well, she's an adult woman now in that it was like a 17 year old ish mm-hmm. age range when the donation happened. Um, I know she's doing really well, but unfortunately, um, right about the time when we, you know, everybody was starting to heal, and, you know, they're on so many immunosuppressive drugs to make sure that their bodies don't reject the organ, Mm -hmm. Um, so we, you know, we wanted to make sure we gave her plenty of time to recover. Right about the time where we were discussing setting up a meeting, uh, COVID hit, and that's not something a person who just got a new organ can really be out and about in, so, yeah. um, yeah, so... My hope is that one day I get to meet her. I, um, before I started the process, though, I did a ton of research, and I did talk to a lot of people who did altruistic donation who never met the mm-hmm, person. Mm-hmm. And so I set myself up in preparation for that, you know? Yeah. Because I, I don't expect anything from it. Yep. I think I just want to be like, give them a hug and be like, cool, this is awesome, right? Like, it's, I'm glad you're all right. And that's right. how I feel, but, but it's not the reason I did it. And so, if I hope it happens, but if it never does, I will still be glad I did it.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely, and I, I definitely applaud that. You know, not to, not to make this about myself, but just to kind of throw in here, some quite a few of my friends and family know it, it hits close to home for me because a couple of years ago, by accident, um, I I found out that I had a almost two and a half to three inch tumor on my right kidney upper gosh. and uh so that's pretty shocking right you know when you find out especially by accident uh they were doing some other tests i have high blood pressure my doctor wanted to do a scan to check my renal artery you know because you know look you're taking all this medicine and your blood pressure is still high maybe there's Mm -hmm. something there so they scanned that expecting you know to just see or not see something there and then found this this tumor so um, they were optimistic at first that they could just remove it and I could keep mm-hmm. my kidney. But when they, when they got in there and I kind of prepared my wife for this too, I said, you know, just, Hey, I'm going into surgery, whatever happens or whatever they say, you know, at least, you know, right. Uh, at least yeah. you, know, you can deal with it. So when they got in there, um, it had attached itself to the, to the artery that comes into the kidney. So it was like stage one B or two, you know, it hadn't really spread or anything. So they had to remove my entire kidney when they were just hoping to take a hunk out of it. So, you know, I've done my research and you know, I learned a lot more about kidney function, uh, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and kidneys since then, and just resigned myself, you know, I'm certainly not in great shape, uh, you know, weight gain over the years and back issues, all those different excuses. Uh, but, you know, I'm not in super shape. And I, I think that my kidneys were probably not in great shape to begin with. And now, Mm -hmm. as you probably know, you know, the other one kind of takes on a lot of the the work of of the one that's missing. It gets a little bit bigger, but my kidney function, you know, is still abnormal um, just because of the health and all those things. So, uh, but anyway, you know, kind of resigned myself to the fact that, you know, I too might someday be on that list, you know, of wow, needing, yeah,
1: that's a big needing, thing to understand.
0: Yeah, like needing someone like yourself, you know, and just hitting close to home, whether I'd want that for someone that I don't know, or my family member, not being selfish, you know, for my own benefit, but just really hit close to home, you know, because now I kind of am that person. Uh, I would absolutely give a kidney for a younger person. Uh, You know, I've got a lot of life to live yet, you know, certainly, Mm -hmm. but, but, you know, especially hearing, you know, a young person, uh, you know, 17 years old. It it kind of makes it feel even better. I mean, not that I hate 40 year olds or (laughs) 50 or whatever, but you know, it just makes it even better. They have so much life to live yet and dealing with whatever it is they're thinking, but it just all, it just kind of hit close to home for me. And, um, you know, I wish I was a person that was in good health that, uh, that could donate one of my organs, but being the terrible shape that, <laughs> that I'm in, quite the opposite, <laughs> I don't think I'll be able maybe a cornea or something, you know, I've got a, maybe. a donor. Yeah, yeah.
1: Your liver that regenerates. Yes, that's right. You can right. give a piece that's of your right. liver anytime you like. That's right. That's right. So Nobody you know, will take my liver, but
0: <laughs> I kind of just you know just I just kind of attached myself to that story and kept listening mm-hmm. and following and felt great for you and felt great for the for the recipient and just applaud you you know for for doing that and for sharing it and spreading the word and like you said uh, you know I don't think the kidney is the only organ, like you said, regenerating liver, there are, there are a number of of things that we can do, you know, as living donors to to help others who, who need it. And, you know, it might be an inconvenience uh, for a couple days or, you know, even a week, you know, depending on someone's recovery, but, you know, pretty small uh, sacrifice, right? To, to help someone else, you know, live. I mean, it
1: really, like the people ask me a lot of times, like, what's something that you didn't expect? And honestly, it was just how quick I recovered. The only reason I didn't recover faster was because I got food poisoning
0: and ended up in the hospital. <laughs> I think but, I remember, the, I man, think I I remember that. That derailed me a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> That's no fun. Uh, yeah, it was a real, it's real
1: hard so, to vomit with a big stomach incision. I'll tell you. Yes, <laughs> it sucks. Yes.
0: Oh, oh, man. But you well,
1: know, one of the things, that, too, about organ donation, just, I mean, even, even, you know, I had the kind of life in which. I could stop down for a big period of time and go through all this process. But you know, I work also with Indiana donor network and even if you're like, look, I just don't have a life where I have that you know, opportunity mm-hmm. and that's okay. Just checking the backs in the back of your license and making sure yes. that you're an organ
0: donor. And license yes. is,
1: it's life changing for somebody. So it makes a big difference.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I've seen, I've seen shows I've seen, so, I've heard, you know, people on your own, on your show you know, the, through the, the make a wish, you know, they've gone through so many different things, right. All the, these children and, and others. And, and uh, you know, if you, if you only hear or see one story like that, it really should be all that you need, you know, to, to, to realize what a difference it makes and a life that you're sa- you know, you're saving someone's life, mm-hmm. you know, a, a life and, a, and, and they have loved ones who care <laughs> about them, you know? So it's such a huge gift to give someone and and uh, you know, like you said, a lot of people I think are nervous or frightened or scared, and that's another great reason, you know, to to kind of spread the word and and you showed everyone, hey, here I am, you know, this is what it, this is what it, oh, I can do that too, right? Yeah. Uh, so just yeah, I just really applaud that, and, and uh, mm-hmm. as if I needed any other reason to applaud your work or you as a person <laughs> and you're 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 hilarious on air and and uh yeah just been a huge fan of yours and, and that pushed it over the edge so i
1: appreciate it that. that's really sweet
0: yeah well i won't i'm sorry kind of took a little bit longer more of your time than i anticipated you're fine, uh, busy dude. person but anything else that you kind of want to share or you know try to get the word out or
1: i mean mostly it just i like to let people know how possible organ donation is and you know i i think through this process i've met a lot of people who I had even, you know, family members who needed kidneys, but they were scared. And Mm -hmm. so at the very least, if you go to YouTube and look up Nikki's Kidney Minute and just watch a couple of the videos, they're real short, like I said, and just educate yourself on on it and you never know, you might feel inspired, it might work out.
0: Definitely check it out and check out... Nikki, is it Monday? I mean, is it still Monday through Friday? Is it five a.m. Yeah. to ten a.m.? Five a.m. to ten every
1: morning on ninety-nine five WZPL in Indianapolis.
0: Download that ZPL app. Mm-hmm. I mean. It's- one of, one of one of my favorite talk shows in, in all of my life, you know, no matter where, mm. Paris, Pennsylvania, Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, national shows, you guys are great. Very entertaining and just fun to listen to. I will admit, I can't mm. let you, I won't let you go without admitting my wife, my wife made sure or called me out. So, I mean, I do call in, I am a caller. <laughs> <laughs> who you know? You just bring us all in, and we want to be part of it, right? So That's good. we're I just mean, sitting,
1: we it, yeah. yeah. We're but, sitting
0: here saying, "Hey, I want to call in. I want to contribute. I want to contribute to that show that doesn't need me, and I'm just going to bring it down, and then they'll laugh at me." No, no, we no, definitely just-
1: <laughs> need you guys. That's like this is without listeners. We had that time during the beginning of COVID where we couldn't uh, put phone calls on the air, mm-hmm. and we were like, "This sucks. Our show is <laughs> awful. So we need you just as much." For sure, no,
0: that's great. Well, thanks, thanks again, Nikki. I I appreciate it. Uh, you know, it's such I, I wish there were more people like you uh, that that have have given the gift that you have and and talked about it. And there might very well be, but you know, I know you're not looking for for uh, congratulations or accolades that. But but it, it is. I mean, you're a great person for doing it, and and uh, appreciate you. you taking time to talk with me here today.
1: Absolutely. Now Thanks for asking. Ladies me. and
0: gentlemen, Nikki Reed, WZPL. Thanks for joining us, Nikki. Hey,
1: thank you so much. I appreciate
0: it. Well, that's going to do it for another episode of borderline offensive. I'd like to thank Nikki Reed for joining us today. That was a lot of fun. Check her out on Facebook again, Nikki Reed, WZPL. Check out her YouTube story. Uh, really cool and inspiring uh, story blog, vlog, I don't know how you want to refer to it, but fantastic uh, story about organ ownership, the ups and the downs, but yet again, how just a small sacrifice can make all the difference in someone's life. Again, we'll be posting for volunteers for Grainy Games coming up in the next few weeks. Also, anyone like to just take a few minutes and, and chat or put me in my place or make fun of me publicly? Uh, we'd love to have you <laughs> but I hope you guys are having as much fun as I am doing this and uh, look forward to talking to you all next time on Borderline Offensive coming But it's some slashed and (laughs) torn